all the white people in the room, raise your hand if you would like to be treated the way black people are treated in this country. Let me tell you how it ends. Nobody raises their hand. This is how anti-racism educator Jane Elliott addressed um, some university students many years ago, and that fact is still true today. She says, so what this tells me clearly is that you know what's happening, you know you don't want it for yourself, so why are you so willing to let it happen to other people? Let's talk about racism in North America. Hey everyone, welcome back to my Blacadian universe. Um, if this is your for first time joining, thank you so much for listening. Um, please remember to like, comment, and subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. And um, I love hearing from everyone to let me know uh, what you would like me to discuss. This week we're going to talk about, there's been a lot of disappointing talks <laughs> this week um, with people stating that America is not a racist country. Um, and as a Canadian, I can tell you that people often compare ourselves to America, um, often in a positive light, um, thinking that racism doesn't exist in Canada, and it 100% does. So what was so troubling to me um, and many uh, black people was this stating something as incorrect as uh, America is not a racist nation. It fuels people's belief that we are living in an egalitarian equal society and the ills that are happening against you know black people and people of color are not systemic systematic not intentional and that is absolutely not true um institutions like banks police um schools are all based on benefiting white people and um yeah just benefiting white people and nobody else and so um you know because people have maybe forgot that or you know the reason behind it and the rationale behind why police were um created just because that's left people's current thinking doesn't mean that they don't have long-reaching, long-lasting effects. Like, you know, Jim Crow laws, all these kinds of things have long-reaching um, effects on people. Imagine not being able to um, own land. A lot of people's wealth comes from, you know, their homes, not being able to get loans. Or if you do secure a loan, it's, you know, at a higher interest rate, making your likelihood to default on it um, 
much higher. These are all things that have been done to black Americans and Canadians. And so when um, people say that it's not a racist country, it just, it makes it seem like, you know, it just puts the blame on people that can't get advantages when the system has been designed not to provide advantages for them. It's, um, it's spectacularly untrue and unfair. And um, when it comes from people in power, it just, it's, um, it takes away the reality. Um, it takes away the validation of the reality for so many black people in America and Canada. And it's, um, it's, it's harmful. It's harmful because it adds fuel to the people that don't want to believe that anything needs to be done to create equity in North America. You know, it's like proof that, you know, black people are just, you know, inferior. That's why they're not being able to get ahead. You know, they have all the same advantages as anybody else. And it makes people believe that and it's not true. Um, I think uh, just Michael Smith, the author, he brilliantly sort of describes this, whereas, you know, you cannot tell people when progress is made in a struggle that it's not your own. That is the privilege. That is what privilege is. You can say, oh, it's fine. It's equal. It's fair. You don't experience the struggles of somebody else. I can't tell somebody that their struggle isn't real, that their, you know, uh, doors being closed to them isn't real. If I'm outside of that experience, it's just, that's not how it works. And it, it just, he, I think he says it breeds self-righteousness and it's a hundred percent true. And these kinds of statements are so damaging. They're so damaging because it invalidates the reality of people's experiences and they people should be listening not telling people what their struggles are and it alleviates people from the burden of the work that needs to be done to create true equality in this world and people want to get the easy way out the easy route to just being it's in the past oh it's in the past it's so long ago um, it's not that long ago, first of all, and <laughs> it's within people's lifetimes. Um, you know, there's lots of images of like Kamala Harris, you know, being compared, um, to that, um, you know, the, the picture of the girl that's, you know, going into the segregated schools, her name escapes me right now, but, you know, and, you know, she's like in her sixties now. So like, 
uh, people are like trying to be like, you know, they were grown ass people, excuse me, uh, you know, white people yelling at a little baby in the street for wanting to go to a school with white people. And, you know, the, like that child is now only 60 years old. So, you know, people are like, oh, it's, a, it's not that long ago. Those could have been your grandparents. Those could have been your parents screaming at that child in the street. You know, recognize that, appreciate that, appreciate that, you know, that child had to grow up in a society where things were close to her. Um, education was close to her that long ago. It's not in the past. It's not that distant future. People are getting clever, more clever at hiding those barriers that they put in place, the most more systemic barriers that they put in place, but they are a hundred percent still there. Um, I talk about this I, um, in my work um, about how, you know, when I was looking to um, buy a home, the way the catchments for schools were divided um, between a good school and a bad school, it was how white the neighborhood was. People, of course, think, okay, you know, it's um, based on wealth, but it's also based on whiteness. And, um, sometimes the two go hand in hand, but sometimes they don't. And it's just about, you know, blocking people's experiences, um, to get into what is considered a good school. Um, and it's a determining factor for me. Um, but I encourage people to just, you know, when I say this, I say, go look at how like your, you know, counties and, stuff are divided and you'll find that there are weird little loops and bumps and it's exclusionary. It's exclusionary because they want to make sure that, you know, they keep the best areas for themselves. And that's just modern day segregation. Um, I, it's, it's an incredibly problematic statement. And I think, um, if you're listening to this and you do feel like we're in a post-racist uh, society, I suggest you do some research, find out about, um, just go to basic statistics, like um, how many, um, just like uh, people getting into university, their grades, people getting loans, the history of policing, um, how many black women die in hospitals compared to their white peers, um, things that, uh, you know, medicine, how medicine is directed and given, um, you know, um, I'm just thinking of some things that I've been reading recently, but um, you don't have to dig far to find that people's biases um, are still very much affecting the lives of um, black Americans and Canadians and um, people want to do better. People most, I, I am an optimist. I believe people do want to do better, but we're not going to get there if we just skip ahead through the hard work, um, and pretend that we're already there. It's not helping anybody. 
by, you know, putting your blinders on and just accept saying, oh, you know, nobody is like that anymore. Just because people aren't burning crosses anymore, um, you know, in the streets, it doesn't mean that those sentiments aren't there. You know, you can change the laws, but you have to change people's hearts and minds. And that's a way more complicated, difficult thing to do. Um, Racism is a very complicated social problem, and uh, I, I, I think I really, really loved that statement um, by Jane Elliott when she, you know, just puts everybody on the spot there, where it's like, you know, raise your hand if you want to be treated like a black person in this country, and it's still true today. If you ask someone that question and they answered it, a white person that question, the most, you know, liberal person who believes all people are equal and, you know, even the most racist person who, you know, <laughs> just, you know, thinks that nothing needs to be done. Um, I think most, I think a large percentage of white people wouldn't want to be treated like a person of color, a black person in this country, because they know that is a disadvantage. That is white supremacy at work. That is racism at work. And that is what we mean when we say that we live in a racist society. If you think it truly makes no difference what the color of your skin is and what how you're treated in this world, the advantages that you're going to get, how people interact with you in your daily life, if that's truly not a factor, then you would raise your hand. And the, the fact is, in your heart of hearts, white people know that that's not true. And so we still have a lot of work ahead of us. So I was thinking of a racist story that I could share. You know, I, I hate having to prove that racism exists. You know, it's exhausting and I'm tired. I can <laughs> count to the, you know, countless times that, you know, people are surprised at, you know, my level of education or, you know, my job or, you know, where I live or, you know, my upbringing, um, that I didn't grow up in poverty and, you know, just all that kind of garbage. Sometimes people want to touch your hair and like, you know, they're at like a museum. Um, I, and I just, I don't want to do it. I don't want to have to do it. Uh, it's racist. Canada's racist. America's racist. Them's the facts. <laughs> um, but I was thinking of uh, something that always makes me laugh. So Chris Rock um, had this, you know, stand up. Oh gosh, I can't remember. It was a long time ago, like probably I want to say early two thousands. And you know, he was talking about you know race America being racist, and he was like, "There are white people 
wouldn't want to trade places with me and he's like and I'm rich and he's like there's like a one-legged janitor white janitor somewhere being like you know what I'm gonna ride this white thing out you know see where it goes because the the truth of the matter is is that you know the sky is the limit when you're you're white um but there's limitations on you when you're black and um I I just I always um think that it's just a, a funny perfect example um that I like to reference when people question this and um You know, I've talked a lot about in this podcast, just about I'm so grateful for the upbringing that I've had, how my parents instilled in me um, the value of who I was being black. And um, it's so, so precious because it's something that I have to call on more often than not. And my parents taught me this, that, you know, I, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm beautiful. Being black is beautiful. Um, It's the world that's wrong. And I, um, I hold that dear to my heart. Anytime someone tries to make me feel less than, and it's a message that I want to pass on to you that it's not you it's them basically and um, it's gotten me through a lot of tough situations and it's helped me move through life um, with the strength and resiliency that I need as a black woman uh, to be powerful and capable. So um, yeah, I just want to, you know, pass that wisdom along that it's the world that has the problem and there is nothing wrong with being black and, you know, be black and be proud. And, you know, I talk about being seen in the world. Um, I don't like it. It's exhausting being an example of blackness to when you're in white space. Um, but oftentimes I'm glad that I am, uh, because you have to school some of these people on what it means to be black and beautiful and proud. And, you know, Um, I talk about being unapologetically black all the time because people do expect you to apologize for being black, like, like there's something wrong with you. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. It's you that has the problem with my blackness. And, you know, go ahead and fix that. Go back and read your little books and write in a journal, whatever, then come back to me, write and talk to me with some respect in your mouth because, you know, I'm not apologizing for um, who I am. And, uh, I think I'm, I just, I, yeah, I'm just glad that I have that, um, have that strength. 
So, um, yeah, I think I just wanted to end on a positive message, as I always try to do, you know, having some black joy. I think that, um, I think people really, really, really want to be post racism. Nobody wants to accept the fact that racism still exists. Um, but it does. It's very, very real. And, um, you know, it's nice that you want to get there. But you haven't even begun to scratch the surface of doing the work that it requires. Um, I also something that I love the example of um, is just the work that it takes to become an expert in something is what we need to do as um, a nation to get to being post-racism and we haven't even begun the hundreds of years of you know the work that people have been putting into dehumanizing black people and black lives we need to put in hundreds of those same years to have that behavior unlearned and you know we're we're not even close to being there so we're on the right path we're working there but please do not think that you can just skip ahead there's no shortcuts there's no hack there's no you know loopholes or tricks um, we have to dismantle racism in all of our institutions, all of our laws, all of our policies, um, wherever we see it. And it's not always apparent, but when we see these barriers, we need to work towards removing them and it's going to take time. And, you know, it's like saying, you know, um, I want to be in shape. You don't just go to the gym in one day and then all of a sudden you're in shape. It takes um, practice, it takes dedication, and it takes hard work. So let's get there and let's do the hard work. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time.